What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. This is Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And here is producer Laura at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Follow her, yo. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even have to say it. Shout out. Yes, I appreciate it. I need right. more followers, okay? Anyways, so I I was looking on the internet and <laughs> I came across a story that said that IHOP is going to be adding something new to their menu. And I was like, okay, I'm not a big IHOP person, whatever, right? What but new I go- pancakes are they creating? Yeah, man, it's not, it's not pancake related. You're actually going to be able <gasps> to have alcohol at IHOP. What? Yeah. What? So- Terrible idea. <laughs> like beer wine or like a full bar? No, no, no. no. Hold on, bar. hold on. Any place that's 24 hours <laughs> should not serve booze. That is a basic rule of the streets. I mean, Denny's oh, has served alcohol good. for yeah, a while Denny's, already. Denny's has served alcohol. Oh, that's, see, to me, that's a recipe for disaster. Okay, so it's starting out, so the the company's new menu will include a few different beers, some wine, some bubbles, but nothing hard liquor because they still want to have this family restaurant feel, and they don't want to have like a bar situation. What do you mean by bubblies? Are we talking like rosés or something? What are we or saying? Or selts- seltzers? No, like Chardonnay. Like it says like bubbly Chardonnay on here. I don't want to give, you know different brands and stuff. No, 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 I get it. Basically beer and wine, but Mm -hmm. not like liquor. Yeah. you can't go in there and order a bunch of rum shots, if you will, Scott. I agree with you, Clint, because at first I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, I can see it if it's like limited for like a Sunday, quote unquote, brunch, whatever. You go brunch hours, right? And you want to get something like a mimosa or whatever. I can see that. But if it's an all 24, I mean, not 24 hours because alcohol Oh my God, I can't speak. Alcohol gets cut at a certain point, but I feel like it should be limited to certain blocks of when you can order it. That's just me. Because I used to know a Denny's, well, location that had a full blown bar. Like it was Denny's, and then you stepped out, and it was a full blown bar that you can go grab hard liquor and kind of interchange yourself with Denny's. That went south really quick. The problem was. Really quick serving alcohol at certain places is that then you invite people who are looking to show up drunk. That's the main reason why it's an issue. I mean, listen, I think that uh, IHOP, booze at IHOP would be great, but as we discussed before, the hooligans are everywhere. <laughs> so I thought, huh. though, that like like Denny's, for example, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Denny's would be the kind of place that it's 2 o'clock in the morning You've left some place, you have been drinking, mm-hmm. and now you need something to absorb the booze. Yeah. Let's go to Denny's, Moons Over My Hammy. Okay? Um, <laughs> he just wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. he did. He definitely yeah. just wanted to say. Just well, it's, the only, it's yeah. the only dish I know at, at Denny's. Uh, dish? I see. A di- okay. It's the, I only, mean, it's the only entree. Grand <laughs> Slam. I mean, oh, Grand Slam? Okay, pretty good. Grand Slam. Grand Slam is kind of the one seed from Denny's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Um, but as far as IHOP, if I were to go to an IHOP, and I can't remember the last time I went to one, I would feel like I'd be getting coffee, water, some sort of an omelet. And if I were going to get something omelet. that's kind of a specialty drink, I think I'd get like a milkshake or something. Right. Booze at, at IHOP. Omelet? I don't <laughs> know. What's a good I, bro. I, I, uh, hold up, hold up. IHOP has tremendous omelets. Like, I'm not like, see. Don't okay. sleep. No, no, no. IHOP is cool. Like, I've. 
Denny's is the you're hella drunk. I just need some carbs in my life and call it a night, right? Like, yes, I get <laughs> oh, it. Oh, there's, there's Denny's and, is great. Anytime. And then IHOP is all, yeah, when I was studying too. But then IHOP for me, it was like, especially like in downtown Fullerton, everybody knows. Everybody knows the IHOP I'm talking about. So in downtown Fullerton, is that one IHOP, and it's just like you just want carbs. Like, I don't go to IHOP and be like, oh, this is where I'm going to get my breakfast, you know, like. I can be a little bougie sometimes where I go eat breakfast and like IHOP is not my no. If you're going to IHOP to eat a bougie breakfast, you got problems. Yeah, I mean, of course it's not a bougie place. <laughs> Why are y'all dissing IHOP like that? I'm wow. not dissing it. I'm I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I mean, I'm more of a Denny's guy, truthfully. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Can you yeah, go deeper than Grand Slam and Moons Over Miami? Is there another I'll give you this. I'll give you this because I know this because me and my friends used to live off this whenever we go to Denny's. A two four six eight man. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Great what, call. Yeah. What is that? Two, what is that? It's, it's like a what, like maybe like fifteen different items that it's are like, all within the prices of two dollars, four dollars, six dollars, or eight dollars. Yeah. Yes, you Yo, can mix and match. The the um Biscuits and gravy. On oh, that. oh, that's my ball. Gosh. The biscuits so and gravy good. on that. They had uh, so $4, $4. All you can eat pancakes. So good. They had these like uh, chicken, the grilled, not grilled. Um, What? You can order grilled, a crispy or grilled chicken. Oh, uh, chicken tortillas. fried steaks. No, no they're, like, they're a, like little ta- like little chicken tacos. Yeah. If you want to simplify it. And, and they had like, I think at one point they had a skillet that you can order that was $8. It was like a chicken and potato skillet. I do like okay. a skillet. I just got a text, oh. and I'm about to put somebody on blast because I know Uh-oh. he's listening. Okay, 11-11. Oh. He was like, you are bougie for breakfast. I am bougie. Ooh. You're welcome. Okay, I'm just Well, hold on, hold on, good. though. You can be bougie for breakfast because you, yeah. you can't skimp on breakfast. I'm a big breakfast guy and a big breakfast believer. So if you're gonna if you're guy, gonna be yeah. bougie on any of the three important meals, breakfast is the one to be bougie with. So I that's okay. That's a, that's a great call. Thank That's you. I, I, mm-hmm. And you know what? That play, I mean, it was, it's a little pricey, but it ain't that bougie. Trust. There's bougie-er <laughs> places. Yeah. You know it's bougie when uh, your avocado, co- avocado toast costs like $20. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. Never mind. I'm going to shut up. Where are you at? You at SoFi Stadium getting that avocado toast? <laughs> no, because I don't like avocado, so I completely avoid it. I'll stick with my regular Your uh, Mexican eggs. card just got pulled, okay? That's, that's your fine. Mexican card <laughs> just got look, pulled right look, in and Look, there. I'll eat it if it's there. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but it, I'm not. I'm not looking for it. Y'all can eat all the avocados and guacamole. I'm not. I'm not. Guacamole. A fan of that. Come on, Jesse. It, clearly, because I don't like it. That's why I say it like that. Are you guys mm. done? Thanks. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Damn. He's like, give me the show back. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, you know, this week. Yeah, we totally straight off yeah. the rail on that one. <laughs> so, anyways, bougie breakfast is bomb. That's right. Agreed. Actually, I, I got to say, I don't think it's a terrible idea for IHOP just because of, like you say, Sunday mornings, people walk in, they're like, yo, I'd like to have a mimosa. And uh, and to be I, able to add that. Yeah, I do a remote from an IHOP in a second. Tell you that much. Tommy, where you at? <laughs> All right, I, oh, remote Breakfast IHOP show. coming soon. I want to be invited to that. I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God, I can't remember the last time I was in IHOP or Denny's. In fact, the last time I was in Denny's, I do remember it was like a late, late, late night. And one of the guys I was with was all wasted and passed out in a booth, and I was like humiliated for the guy. I I'm remember like, the one time I was passed out and wasted at Denny's. Fun times. Yeah. One time. That I can remember. Okay. Right. I was going to go. say, I was like, wait, hold <laughs> up. Don't be lying over here. Yeah, just to, that just I can complete, remember. Just to complete this bit, a guy I used to work with at ESPN Radio, he lost his fantasy football league, and it's one of these leagues where they have to do ridiculous bets, and he had to spend 24 hours in a Denny's. And so what he did was he ended up doing a show out of it to get some content, a live stream show to raise money for charity. 
And I was one of the people who was one of his guests because he was a friend of mine. I was like, okay, this bit is just ridiculous enough that I'm all the way in. So you know what I did? It was after uh, this show one week, one day, three weeks ago, when I was in studio, I went to the Denny's to talk to him on FaceTime while he was at the Denny's. And we had a Denny's to Denny's moment. It was pretty wild. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, listen, um, Clinton, you and yes. I were talking earlier today, and I want to bring this up to everybody. Um, I know we were talking about NFL preseason and, and we'll get back because I think that, you know, there are five rookie quarterbacks that all uh, are being talked about from week one of the preseason. We'll get there, but college football, I was looking at the top 25, the preseason top 25 for the AP and the coaches poll. Mm -hmm. USC is number 15 in the AP top 25. They're number 14 in the coaches poll top 25. And Listen, it, it's great to be in the preseason polls, but I was starting to go a little bit deeper, which is, okay, let's say USC has a great year. Let's say USC goes unbeaten. Does USC have enough of a schedule to actually get them to be taken nationally seriously? I don't know if you had a chance to really, really dig in on USC's schedule yet. Other than Notre Dame... There's really nothing out there outside of the conference that's overly impressive. And there's not even the better teams, in particular Oregon, who's a preseason top 25, on the schedule from within the conference. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that I would be worried if I'm an SC fan that you could go undefeated and SC might find themselves in the same position as a Boise State where you're unbeaten and no one's impressed with your schedule. Let what me do tell you say? Cap. If USC goes undefeated, I'm not worried about whether or not they get into a bowl game because USC will have gone undefeated. Something that has not gotten close to happening for the prideful program of the Trojans anytime recently. And I think that that's what this schedule is kind of indicative of. I'm not saying that USC shouldn't have the biggest aspirations in the world, fight on. I get it. But like you can tell by the strength of schedule in terms of who they've got here. San Jose State, okay. Notre Dame, okay. BYU is the biggest team on their schedule. It's not named Notre Dame. And so it's out of conference. And so like for me, I, I think that this is a reasonable expectation situation they know they've got kind of a, a reputation to rebuild I mean SC's always going to get great athletes just based on brand and reputation but that doesn't mean that they're always going to be able to win games and in a conference like the Pac-12 where you're definitely not automatically getting a bid to anything just because you show up and just because you might not might have happened to not lose I think this is not a rebuilding year but this is a year where USC really figures out what they're doing next as far as who they are from an identity standpoint comparatively you brought up Oregon Oregon gets Ohio State week two. If Oregon goes undefeated, Oregon is going to go to the playoffs. That's for sure. I don't know, man. Oregon's got that week three game after Ohio State. They're playing against Stony Brook. Does anybody know <laughs> the anything of Stony about Brook? Stony Brook? I mean, you talk. Listen, it's one thing when you schedule Fresno State as Oregon did. It's one thing when SC schedules San Jose State. San Jose State, as I recall last year, for a team that's always a bottom feeder in the Mountain West, actually had a really good year a year ago. Okay. But, I mean, San Jose State and Mountain West teams, they all want a chance to play against Pac-12 teams. And obviously, you know, an, an upset could, could do something for them. It's a, it's a they have more to gain, and SC has a whole bunch to lose. 
But my goodness, Stony Brook on the Oregon schedule. Man, that Pretty is weak. a brutal, brutal uh, scheduling for, I mean, st- look, I got it. Stony Brook needs the money, but Stony Brook, like this college football FCS kind of team from the Colonial Athletic Conference in New York is going to schlep all the way to take on Oregon. This, the schedule, Oregon at least has Ohio State out of conference. The only thing that, that USC really, really has is Notre Dame, and I hate the way the schedule ends with it's late November, it's Thanksgiving time, and SC plays BYU rather than playing Notre Dame way at the end of the year. Yeah, it's a hard game to win, too, because BYU is just, I mean, they're a competitive team, for sure. They were good last year. I would love to see SC go undefeated. And, and listen, I, I just wonder if, if this schedule is enough to put SC into the conversation for the playoff because I just don't know. Listen, again, the only preseason team that's ranked here is Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. All right. Stick around, everybody. Coming up, five rookie quarterbacks all played week one of the NFL preseason, and it's the buzz of the first week. And Ron Rivera calls the anti-vax community a bunch of effing well, we'll finish it off for you. Coming right back. Stick around, everybody. This is Sedano and Kaplan here on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com yep sedano and kaplan here on 710 espn on a monday afternoon clinton yates what's up man yo quick question we guys yo. heard the rejoin so should i go on friday next friday to hang out with you guys should yes I come? you should 100 percent. okay all right i'll go because the you know what, Clinton, handsome I man think community has the handsome man community. Yeah, you got to represent. Man. Presence is requested. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Right. local right. chapter president. That's come what's up. On, man. I'm down. <laughs> because I think that uh, Demarco Farr is also going to join us. Um, Keyshawn told me on Twitter that he's not getting there until 6:55, even though we're doing a broadcast from 4 to 7 p.m. That is so Travis great. Rogers will be in the house, and um, Hollywood Park Casino is a great place to go. So why not come on yeah, and join us? You know, I, I might do that. Just might do it. All right, um, Clinton, are you a Washington football team fan? I know earlier today you mentioned that you had season tickets as a kid to the Washington. Yeah, football they team. are. They are now in the team of my youth basket so I'm obviously still connected to them all my friends still root for them and you know but they're they're issues they got a lot of issues but I'm still very much connected to what goes on in the day-to-day in that franchise I was reading a quote that Ron Rivera now you know the story of Ron Rivera their head coach right Um, he's a guy that uh, battled and beat cancer Yes. And so from the very beginning of all the vaccine talk he was very pro-vax now, if you're an NFL coach, especially a famous guy in the nation's capital in a, you know, what I'll call a controversial branded team. Yes. You could very easily, if you wanted to, just kind of mind your own business, not necessarily take a strong position and just coach football and not have to deal with all the trolling because you've got a strong opinion. But Rivera was quoted as saying this, and this is talking about players and vaccinations. He goes, you've got some, quite frankly, effing a-holes that are putting a bunch of misinformation out there, leading people to die. 
And that's frustrating to me that these people are allowed to have a platform. And then one specific news agency, every time they have someone on, and I'm not a doctor, but the vaccines don't work, or I'm not an epidemiologist, but the vaccines are going to give you a third nipple and make you sterile. Come on, man. He said that should not be allowed. I love that Ron Rivera is taking a strong position as a cancer survivor that he's upset that there's all this what I'll call dialogue and misinformation that's out there. In fact, I was reading an article this weekend, Clinton, in the L.A. Times Mm -hmm. about all these hospitalizations and the insane percentage of them that are all non-vaccinated people. And the one doctor who's an epidemiologist was telling this story that her family, they're not into the vaccine. And she was saying, this was her, these were her quotes, I'm paraphrasing. She's like, let me get this straight. I went to medical school. I became an epidemiologist. And my own family would rather get their information from Instagram rather than from me, a, a legitimate scientist. So a buddy of mine who's an L.A. firefighter who happens to be listening right now just texted me and he said, hey, is, is ESPN is 710 pushing that you should be pro-vaccine. I'm like, no, bro. I'm pro-vaccine because I got vaccinated when I wasn't really sure I wanted to. I I was kind of like in that that early stage where I was like, "Eh, you know, this seems kind of rushed to me. But I got it because I wanted to go live again. And I I took it blindly, like I took every other vaccine I've ever taken in my life. Right. And now here I am. Critical detail there. Right, right. And now here I am with a breakthrough case, and I'm handling it like it's a common cold. Yeah, I'm a little fatigued, and I got this really bad taste in my mouth. But other than that, I'm fine. Not dead, not on a ventilator. Right. And I don't want to get off into a whole thing about this, but I will say this. The only reason I giggled earlier before, y'all, don't think I don't take this seriously, but just to hear Ron Rivera, if you know how he is, just from a from a sort of a, a temperament standpoint, to hear him call somebody effing a-holes is very funny. But separately, the thing about Ron is that they're, that team – specifically, and I, I check my numbers here, but I want to say like last week or maybe even two weeks ago was perhaps the least vaccinated team, I think, in the NFL, which is scary to think about. That's got to be fueling a part of why Ron is so upset about this. It's not just Joe Blow from Kokomo walking the streets, or it's not just the person that's coming into the crowd to perhaps drink beer and fight somebody else or cheer on the team with their family. It's the guys he's actually coaching that don't even care enough to try to do their part, you know. And I, and I want to get off all into a, to a to a tangent on this, but like to me, that's what it's about, Scott. You said people say, "Oh, is seven ten pushing this and pushing that?" No, I'm just a decent person trying to make sure that everybody out here doesn't die. That's why I took it, you know. And so for Ron Rivera to speak up like this, I think that your point about the market he's in, controversial team. In fact, makes this a little bit more heroic than not. He doesn't care about the football right now. You know what I mean? He's talking about his life. He's talking about the American population. He's talking about what I guess he deems to be decency among the human race. And I applaud him for that. You know what I mean? That cannot be easy to do. When, again, the dudes you are paid and employed to direct won't even listen to you on that front. Who knows if they're going to listen to him when it comes to football Really brave dude, man. Ron Rivera is really, really – I'm not going to say that he's proven anything to me because he's always been a kind of guy that was very admired around the league, but I did not think that he was going to be this outspoken about a lot of things, even though things got off to a kind of a rough start in D.C. in terms of you know logo stuff and nicknames and that. At this point, he's being honest from the heart about who he is and who he's been as a person, and I appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, me too. I know. And I, I honestly, like, sometimes I think to myself as well, I'm like, you know what, man, why don't you just shut your fat mouth, meaning me, and, and not get yourself caught up into all of this? Because the fact is, is that if you're pro-vax, the anti-vax community is coming after you. And if you're anti-vax, the pro-vax community thinks you are an idiot. In fact, I was talking to a bunch of buddies of mine this weekend that are doctors, and they're like, listen, I'm losing my patience for these people because um, this is America. We all have access to this. This is not some third-world country where we don't have access to the vaccination. We have access to it. It's free. Everybody should have done it by now. This is my friend, a couple of doctors talking, and they're like, and here's the thing. A buddy of mine is a radiologist, and I guess um, one of the things that he has to do is not just examine x-rays, but he's got to, the way he described it to me was he's like, it's kind of like being a plumber. He's like, you got to roto-rooter these blood clots. He's telling me this story, how he was on for 20 straight hours, room by room by room, cleaning out these blood clots of people. And he, after 20 hours straight of cleaning out people's blood clots, all because they were unvaccinated COVID patients, he finally put his hands up in the air and like, I can't do it anymore. Like right. I got rooms of people that still need this, but I, I got to sleep a little bit. That's and I feel like these doctors are kind of losing their, uh, their sympathy, if you will, because they're like, you should have already gotten this done. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, look, I, again, we say it all the time. I'm not a doctor, but I don't play. I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on the radio. But you know what I do do? I listen to doctors. That's what I do. Because I'm trying to stay alive. Yeah, and I just do it blindly, too. If the doctor tells me this is what to do, I'm like, okay, doc, you got it. I'm like, but didn't it seem kind of fast? Like, they hurried it up. And it's like, I don't care. Get the vaccination. I'm like, That's done. called a pandemic. It's an emergency. You're trying to get things done quickly to save lives. Yep, Simple as that. I agree. And, and listen, again, I, I hate to be uh, on my soapbox, everybody, but the fact of the matter is, is living a maskless, vaccinated life and then getting a breakthrough case and handling it the way I know I am. And again, a little bit of fatigue. Got some disgusting taste in my mouth. Okay, but that's it. That's all that it is, thankfully, so far. So, hey, Clinton, um, around the NFL this past weekend, I get it. It's week one of the preseason, and I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody's sitting around analyzing every game. But I will say that the storyline coming out of week one is the five rookie quarterbacks all played, and people's analysis on which one of these rookie quarterbacks will be a starter week one. Did you see the performance of Justin Fields? Now, the Chicago Bears have said from the very beginning, Andy Dalton is QB1. They went out and signed him to a one-year, $10 million deal, and they promised him he would be the starter. But all the reports in training camp are that Justin Fields is wowing the Chicago Bears coaching staff and players. And after the weekend, of all these guys who played, and many of them played halfway decently, 14 of 20 passing, 142 yards and a touchdown pass, five carries, 33 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Justin Fields of the five quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks that played, he's the one that seemed to stand above the rest. What did you think? I got a lot of homies from Chicago. I got a lot of people that are in the Bears diaspora, if you will. And let me tell you, these folks are over the moon. Does that mean that I think that every single Bears fan wants to start Justin Fields week one? No. I do think that there is something to be said for letting him get his feet under him, letting him learn a couple things, and then throwing him out there. The problem is the Bears have been bereft of decent quarterback play forever. The last guy they had that was even remotely you know, attractive to anybody was Jay Cutler, and that did not end well at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that there's a very easy route to take if you're Chicago fans to say, hey, this guy's good, why don't you play him? But at the same time, think about how a guy like Pat Mahomes came through. He sat a full year behind Alex Smith. He played those last four regular season games a little bit, and then that next year, 
he was the guy. I kind of believe in that right now. I know that it's tough to keep a kid on the bench if he's not necessarily, you know, there's no real reason for it. But, I mean, I don't think he's going to take you to the Super Bowl. So you want to make sure that he develops at the right pace. I'm a believer in that, Scott. I love these storylines, though. Mac Jones, the first-round draft choice quarterback out of Alabama to the New England Patriots. There's all this talk about will he start over Cam Newton, and Cam Newton quoted today as saying that Bill Belichick hasn't exactly told me I'm the starter yet. Um, Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. I know people talked about Tebow, but seriously, like Trevor Lawrence, he looked okay, 6 for 9, 71 yards. That's a pretty good outing. Not too bad. Not bad. And then Trey Lance up in San Francisco, the numbers, at least completion percentage-wise, weren't great, 5 of 14 but he did have 128 yards and a touchdown one of them was like an 80 yard touchdown a 40 yard throw and a 40 yard run um but i love these storylines of five rookie quarterbacks all getting their playing time in week one and the stories then of who will who will displace a veteran quarterback and become one of the starters i i love this stuff no it's great that's the stuff the nfl is built on also in carolina sam Darnold's interesting story as well so we'll see what happens around the league when it comes to their quarterback rooms all right the highest-rated segment on Sedano and Kaplan. Big deal or no deal is next. Stick around, everybody. More to come. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, big deal or no deal. Hold on one second, Jesse, because I got to tell everybody about speaking of big deals. It's a big deal that you get the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Salmon Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000. 1-800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. Here is Jesse the Body Lopez with big deal or no deal. What do you say, J-Lo? Before I go into my big deal and audio, I just want to say that I know Chris made a, made one open with my name in it, and I've literally only heard it that one time. And <laughs> I've been filling in for the last three You're days, three shows. Bro. Let it go. Well, I was off it until I heard it again, and it uh, wasn't my name. So, uh, you know, there he it deserves goes. his props. He is here. Exactly. Yeah, right. Greg, Greg's yeah. off there glamping. I'm here filling in for him, doing the hard work. Plus, he told all his friends, he's like, yo, I'm on Sedano and Kaplan. Clinton Yates is in the house. Unique is here. Like, you're going to hear me on the radio, and it's like, you know, give this kid his love. Exactly. See, thank you, Cap. You get where Big I'm coming from. Big deal or no deal with producer Jesse. <laughs> thank you, Laura. Oh, perfect. Chris, clip that. Clip that. <laughs> Use that the next time I'm filling in. All right. So let's go. So we got a small bit of breaking news here that kind of ties into my first Big Deal or No Deal. Uh, the cl- clubs. Cubs and Reds are set to play the 2022 Field the Dream Games next year, uh, beginning on August 11th. And that kind of ties into my first big deal, no deal, because it came out earlier today that uh, producer Michael Shore, who is known for creating Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Good Place, has been tapped to uh, as a showrunner to write a TV adaptation of Field of Dreams. So he's... Uh, Sorry, I just saw Laura kind of shaking something at me. Uh, he is also, <laughs> it just threw me off. If he's also has some, uh, maybe you don't want us to use your name. Goes. I was gonna say, that's mean. Laura's just mean, <laughs> me being mean on the way out, man. No. She called me ugly last week, and now she's trying to kick me out early. Oh my no, God. I'm, I, it's, uh. it's okay, Laura. It's okay. I, I know it's, it's all, it's all for good fun, right? No, Jerk. that's not what happened. All right, anyways, big anyways, deal no or no deal. deal. Is Michael, is a uh, 
Field of Dreams TV adaptation, a big deal or no deal? Cap, you go first. I'm going to say no deal. Um, and the reason I'm saying no deal is because I'm one of these people, I say it all the time, that I, I really would love an original idea. You know what I mean? So now it's like, okay, Field of Dreams, the movie, that was like 20-something years old. Then they start doing this Field of Dreams thing in Iowa, which I thought was corny last week, but then I really started to get into it. And then, Clinton, you were there, and it was this bomb yeah. game. It was an amazing way to end the game. The fireworks went off. They couldn't have scripted it any better. So just for me, um, not an original idea, so I go with no deal. This is a big deal, but not. But I, I, I'm on cap side. But this is a big deal. You know why? Because people are gonna like this. The 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 number of people who sort of draw, are drawn to kind of anything Field of Dreams related is much higher than I sort of realized. And I think this will be very popular. I mean, if you really want to make the comparisons from a storyline standpoint, The Good Place is actually kind of a funny space if you think about, like, baseball players that are ghosts. You know what I'm saying? Like, there could be some comedy there. I don't really know what the type of show would be. I don't think it's going to be sort of the heartwarming tale of a father and son through Fantasyland baseball, but it is an interesting premise to start a show with. So big deal, but just not something that's for me overall. I know Laura really loves Field of Dreams, right, Laura? Oh, she's over here clamoring <laughs> about how no. much she loves it. It's her favorite I, movie I ever. I do not like she that movie at all. Repeat. That's what I meant to say when I was like trying to say no. You don't. We don't need this in a series. We don't need this in a show. Let it burn. Let it burn. Baby burn. Next. I'm just all saying. right. Let's go. Next one. All right. So last uh, Friday, I think it was. It was, uh, or some point last week, the 30th anniversary of Metallica's Black album, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked a little bit about it here. I think uh, it was here last week. Um, well, it came out that outside of the album that's going to cover several different cover songs on that album, they're going to release a podcast that is going to come out actually this Friday. It's the first ever all Metallica podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of recording that album, which is known as the Black album. So. Guys, big deal or no deal on Metallica creating a podcast centering on their most iconic album. Massive no deal. I will never, ever, ever forgive Metallica for ruining Napster. Okay? Napster, for those of you who don't know, was the file sharing service back in the day. I'm a LimeWire baby. That allowed you to basically share music peer-to-peer. It was revolutionary. If you were in college, it meant you could have any piece of music basically that you wanted, any video game you wanted at any time. And because some kid in, I think, New Jersey basically invented it and Lars from Metallica was hating, shut the whole thing down, messing with college campuses across America, forever changing the landscape of American music. Don't, I am not in on anything Metallica does anymore. So I have, I have, I'm going to go with Clinton here that it's no deal that Metallica is creating this podcast. Um, But I, everything you just said doesn't doesn't really resonate for me it's mm-hmm. it's really just because i don't know about the rest of you guys but like how much time do i have you know like i'm trying to watch certain series that i like okay i'm committing time sitting in front of a television or a computer i like podcasts and i'm so appreciative when we get tweets clinton from people over the weekend they're like yo man i just heard this on the 710 podcast and i didn't hear it on thursday but i was catching up and i'm so flattered that people will go back and listen yeah. to the podcast. But there's there's only 24 hours a day. There's only seven days a week. There's only 365 days a year. How much more can I take? In theory, it sounds interesting to me that the band will all just be there, and instead of having to watch an interview, you're actually hearing from them. So I love the concept, but I just know I'll never take the time to listen to it. So for me, it's a no deal. 
All right. Let's move on to the next one. So, if I would have told you guys there was a chance that a meteor, or an asteroid, I mean an asteroid, was going to hit the Earth in the next 200 years, how scary would you guys be? I wouldn't be scared at all. Isn't there like an asteroid? That's a no deal for me. Like, first of all, half this planet could probably use an asteroid. Yeah, anyway, like the way that the world is working right now. You <laughs> I know can what I'm imagine saying? where like, you're going with that. Goodness, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, shoot me on a rocket ship out of here. But, like, doesn't this happen with some regularity? There's always some scientists that's like, oh, an asteroid the size of the Empire State Building is going to come crashing directly into your bathroom or whatever. Like, and it always just burns up before it hits the Earth. I mean, I'm sure that's changing and all, but, like, I've reached the point in life where I'm not afraid of large items hurtling towards the Earth. I've seen enough movies. All right. Well, Good, because, you know, there is an asteroid that's actually projected to hit Earth within the next 200 years. It's called the asteroid named Bennu, B-E-N-N-U. But the odds of it having to, the odds lowered before it was 1 in 207,000 chances it was going to hit over the next century or two. And now it is just 1,000, 1 in one. 1,750. But to you, Clint, I don't, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal to you. So, Cap, no, is this no a big deal, no deal to you? Yeah, for me, I'm going no deal for a couple of different things. Number one, if this happens within the next 100 to 200 years, I'm history. Okay, I'm toast. So that's one. I don't have to be here to deal with it. That's number one. Number two, I'll take my chances. You know, Earth is a big place. And, um, you know, listen, could, could, the, could the asteroid hit Southern California? Could it hit Los Angeles? I mean, it's the kind of thing that works in a TV series, but Earth's a big place. So if the asteroid is going to hit us somewhere on planet Earth, I'm willing to take my chances. You know, I'm not scared. I'm not staying indoors. I'm not hunkering down. I'm like, whatever. It's going to hit. It's going to hit. But again, I don't think I'm going to be here for it. So for me, it's no deal. All right. No deal for both of you. Let's move on to the next one. All right. It's that special time of year where we start seeing the news for the next big thing that Apple is releasing. Uh, there is an article on Yahoo that kind of details the next wave of Apple products that are set to hit within the next fall. Uh, they include the new iPhone, Apple, thir- uh, Apple, the Apple iPhone 13, new Apple Watch Series 7, AirPods 3, iPad Mini 6, and the iPad 9, as well as the redesigned MacBook Pro. But my question to you guys is the fact that Every year, Apple does this, and it's a whole big event. Is that in itself a big deal or no deal? Cap? I'll go big deal, um, but I will say this. I'm not likely to buy any of those products right from the beginning. The AirPods that I have, the battery always runs out, so I always use the wired ones. I like the wired ones better. Um, As much as I, I love the convenience of the AirPods, I still like the wired ones. That's number one. Number two... My phone is fine, although you know what's going to happen. As soon as they release this new phone, my phone's going to start screwing up, okay? Um, I'm not going to buy the iPad. I freaking hate my iWatch. I am all Apple all the time. I got all these Apple products. All I use is my laptop, my desktop, and my iPhone. But I do think it's a big deal because if you like to play the stock market, the Apple stock is strong. It'll only get stronger. Um, So for that reason, I like it. I'll go big deal. Um, big deal for me, mainly because like every time Apple, like they roll out a new suite of products every year, as you said, Jesse, but like 
there's only like really one thing amongst one of the interior things that really affects somebody. You know what I mean? Like there's like always some specific update to how the iPhone works or something very particular about a sort of functionality tool and something else. And like, so I kind of look forward to that. Like, am I buying nine different devices every year? No, but every once in a while they'll tweak something and you're like, that was actually smart. So I hope that, you know, something along those lines, a UX experience, user experience kind of changes this year. That's something that we didn't really think about. You know, the no button world is very big. And, you know, when you think about that now, so I'm looking forward to see what the technological changes are from a design experience as much as I am the actual tools themselves. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they, Apple and Reese, will release all these products with slightly enhanced, you know, better text or whatnot. But there's that one product that this is this is what we're really showing off. Everything else is yeah, just extra. Exactly. And yeah, then well, they mess with my phone. Hmm. Well, right, I, I, I'm due for one, so exactly. I, I will get a new phone when it comes out. So take my money, Apple. But that's all I got for you guys for Big Deal No Deal. <laughs> all right. Stick around, everybody. Thanks, On Friday of last week, as we were getting ready to go off the air, Clinton was telling us the story that his lady was coming into town and we were making suggestions as to what television or streaming series perhaps he should consider watching this past weekend. We'll find out if he took any of our suggestions and which shows he may be watched. Stick around. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Chris got it wrong again. Gray's not here. Get over it, bro. Can't. Sorry. It's just, it, it, I know I feel it every now and then. All right, just Cap. Go, go ahead, Cap. Go ahead. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Jesse's actually leaving for his vacay tomorrow. Corporate Greg Bergman is coming back from his vacay tomorrow. Glampy. Sedano is still out. He's not exactly on a vacation. I think he's still working like summer league like games in Vegas. You know, yeah, workcation. I was supposed to be out on vacation this week, but then I got this positive COVID test and I bailed out on my trip. The constant here is unique and Clinton Yates. Correct. Mm-hmm. Appreciate I mean, you still here. I haven't taken no days off. I haven't gotten sick. I may get a little twisted the nights before, but your girl's still at work. You know what I'm saying? I am a responsible adult. Oh, um, yeah, but you know, you brought up you brought up what, what what was suggested this weekend for some TV shows in terms of things to watch now. We went to Kiki right before the last break, and she said that she hoped I wasn't watching any TV, just some nice music playing. Thank you, Kiki. That is correct. That's exactly how that went down. So we did not get to any series, as in a lot of chilling, not a lot of Netflixing. But what we did do, Scott, was that our building had a 80s-themed karaoke like uh, competition party on the roof. And nice. like... I got to say, man, like, it's really cool sometimes. The, the difference between sort of like a residential building doing something like that and, like, doing it at a bar or at a party is that you can kind of let your hair down. Like, you're, if you live here, you can costume it up and not feel as weird about it. You know what I'm saying? Not that I was wearing a costume, but many people were. There were kids there, too, so it didn't get crazy. They had some, like, fake uh, 
you know, those like blow up guitars, like balloon guitars or whatever, you know, yeah. those kind of deals, mm-hmm. like a, like made out of a raft. Yeah. Like, so all the kids are playing those and sort of doing their little thing. It was really, really fun. So that was my big, uh, and you know, this is where my life is these days, karaoke on the roof. That was my big entertainment, if you will, public entertainment sort of event of the, uh, of the weekend. It That's fun. pretty funny. Yeah. You know, this weekend, my girlfriend and I, we're, we're kind of holed up in quarantine, you know? Yeah. So we started working on some, uh, some duets, you know, for, for karaoke. We, uh, we were working on uh, Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow. We were working okay. on uh, Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks. Okay, so you guys and, are big in the duets. Yeah, so we decided, we're like, you know what, we should kind of maybe, since we're sick, we're home, we're quarantining, we're COVID positive, like, why don't we work on some duets and some karaoke? So we were literally sitting there over the weekend um, with our phones and the videos playing and the lyrics in front of us working on our duets. And by the way, you want to know what happened? Clinton, the reason this all came to be hmm. is because we became obsessed with the series The Morning Show on right. Apple TV. And I want to say it was around episode six or seven where uh, Jennifer Aniston's character is hosting this charity event at her apartment in New York City. And for a thousand dollars, you could get up and perform a song with the uh, with the pianist who is there playing. Gotcha. And so she and this her boss, this guy, Corey, that's his character's name. They wind up doing this Broadway duet. And my girlfriend and I were like, you know, what? we should we should work on some duets. I took down that whole series. I took down there. Were, I know there were only 10 episodes, but each episode was an hour long. I took down the entire series last week while in quarantine. If you haven't seen the morning show, you just got to be prepared, though, Clinton, for what it's going to do to you. Because last night we saw the final episode. And like I'd say for the first half of today, I still was like caught up in it where there was so much drama and anxiety and like uh, stress. Yes. So much stress, dude, that I was like, oh, man, it literally took me half of today to get over seeing episode 10 last night. I. I don't love stressful shows, but I like them if I know they're going to have a good ending. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll proceed with caution. You're but let me ask you ending. this. Let me ask you. Thanks. Let me ask you this. I have some pretty strict rules for karaoke, personal rules, which are that number one. There's two rules you can take, which is that a you have to be really honest about it. Like, don't go up there acting like you can sing if you can't actually sing. If you're there to have a good time, have a good time. If you're there to sing, sing. But the second and most important, I'll call this a guideline, Scott, which is know the words. <laughs> Singing songs that you don't know the words to is not at that fun. You know what I mean? Like, any song that you know the words to in karaoke without having to look at it is better than any like a bad song you know the words to as a karaoke performance is going to be better than a good song you don't know the words to. That's all I'm saying. That's that's I I believe in that pretty strongly. I think it's a good rule of thumb that whatever song you pick, you should know at least 90% of the words without yeah. having to have the teleprompter in front of you. Right. And if you got to go to it for like a chorus or part of the break like to check the timing of the song, okay. But like Songs you know are always going to be better because you probably wrapped them in your mirror or sang them in your shower a million times before. Play to your strengths, folks. All right, let me tell you a quick karaoke story. So um, you know the boxing announcer, Jim Lampley, right? Yeah. So Jim Lampley and I were, were longtime friends, blah, blah, blah. I'm name dropping. Okay, here goes. But Lampley loves karaoke. I mean loves karaoke. So one night he's having this party at his house and uh, he's doing, he's got a karaoke machine 
And I don't remember what song he did. It was like a Brian Adams song, something that was very easy for him to do, like pretty easy to do. Round two comes, and Lampley decides he wants to try and do an Eminem song. Oh, God. There's no chance. He could... Clinton, you couldn't even keep up with the lyrics on the teleprompter. So again, if you don't know 90% of the lyrics, you got no shot, especially if you're trying to do a rap when you're a 60-year-old white guy. Forget it. You got no chance. I will tell you a similar story, and this is how I came to learn this. There used to be a guy in our crew whose name was John in college. Big, I I won't go so far as to call him oafish, but, you know, if you were being mean, that's what you would call him. He wasn't necessarily a big... Big hit with the ladies, even though he'd held his own. He was His tallness was the biggest part of his game. So we used to have a karaoke night at our college in uh, Miami of Ohio. You know, it was like one of the bars did it. It was relatively popular to the point that, like, people would go and people would do it. And people didn't necessarily pay attention to everybody. It was just another bar night. But if there was a really good performance, it made a difference. So one night we're out. It's like the whole squad. And, like, whatever. You know, none of us are getting on stage. We're just there to drink and, you know, hang out with people. Johnny gets on stage. Johnny goes, drop that beat. Johnny raps every single word to Ice Ice Baby with <laughs> a plum. Doesn't look at the screen one time. It has the crowd going nuts. He walks off the stage. Some girl jumps into his arms because she was so impressed. Johnny Fireman grabs her and walks right out of the bar, <laughs> never to return. And the next day, he comes back over to the crib because, you know, we all sort of lived in the same two houses. And we were like, bro, what happened? And he just said, rock the mic like a vandal. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. It was amazing. And ever since then, that's what I was like. That's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to know your material. Nail that thing and get out of there. It was great. All right. Hey, um, so Jesse the Body, you're on your way out of here with a little vacay. And did I understand you're headed to Orlando to Disney World, whereas Laura, are you doing like three straight days of Disneyland? Is that what you got going on right now? Guilty. I went to California Adventure today. Um, My whole goal was to get on that like new um, ride at Adventures Campus. Oh, the Spider-Man one. Yes. I got on the boarding pass and all that good stuff, but... Even though my approximate time should have been before I left, I left in the queue. I was still like 75 minutes. I was like, yo, I got to go to work. So it is what it is. I didn't get on it. But, you know, it's always a good time there. Tomorrow I'm going to Disneyland with my goddaughter and my sister and all her chicklings because, yeah, she has so many kids. (laughs) Say hi to Chewy for me in Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) And uh, Wednesday I'm going to Disney. So, yeah, three days, man. I'm excited. I love Disneyland. I saw the boss today. Took a little picture with Mickey. You know, it was a good time. The boss. I love that. <laughs> you baby. saw the first. I was about to say Amanda was over there too. What? <laughs> I, I no was idea. like, wow. Or Greg, yeah. which one? No, it was the main boss. All right, he That's signs funny. all our checks. Little Mickey Mouse with his little Avengers oh, shirt. That lo- yep. You know, it was it was awesome. I look, look, y'all, y'all don't understand. I grew up the biggest Mickey Mouse fan. I do not like Minnie Mouse because I was like, she's stealing my man. Like, I literally... Oh, that's my girlfriend too. Like, your mouse. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I love... When you guys would go into my room, it looked like a little 10-year-old little boy lived in it because it was decked out in Mickey stuff. So for me to work for the mouse, y'all don't know. Like, I love it. Well, Stoked. Jesse, if you're going to go down to Orlando and you're going to go to Disney World down there or Epcot Center or any of that, dude, listen to I'm me. Going all of it, all dude, of them. Disney you, Springs, baby. That's, that's where place. we're going Friday night when we. God, land. I love Disney Springs. I could live at Disney Springs, dude. You better be there, like when they open that park. 
because you want to try and get it all in before about 3 p.m. Because 3 p.m. comes, it's going to get gray. The, 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 the lightning's coming, the thunder's coming, and it is just going to pour every single day. That's what happens in Florida. So that's wow, just some advice. on his literal parade. For real? Guys trying to have Damn. Fun. Dude, I'm yeah. trying to just get this kid to get through every, every ride killer. he wants to go to. No, no right. way, man. <laughs> it's Dude, it's okay. Where's the Debbie Downer no, song? No, rain or shine, I'll be there. I'll be at all four theme parks in Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. So rain or shine, I'll be there. This Ain't nothing going to bring me down. I don't this think is this is Debbie Downer. This, this is good is just, advice. This is, this is solid it advice. It is good advice. These are not mutually exclusive. That is good advice. Not mutually exclusive, this but no, Disney Springs cap. is my jam. I love that joint. Laura, I'm so jealous of you going to Disneyland three days in a row. I mean, I would say come, but you know, you can't. You got to stay home and then make sure you, you got that situated. Until yeah. then, you know. I think my <laughs> quarantine. Like, stay I think my away quarantine, from me, bro. Exactly. I, I, took a, I took a home test yesterday, and um, it, was, it was negative, and it was, they said it was 87% accurate, this home test that I took. And um, when I told my children, I'm like, hey, if you guys want to come back home now, you know, I, I've got a negative COVID test. I think I'm good. I'm through the, the woods here. My kids are like, get a real test, dad. I'm like, what do you mean get a real test? I went to the CVS or whatever pharmacy it was. I bought this thing for like $37 instead of the 200 bucks it cost to have somebody come to the house. I did the exact same thing that they would do in a pharmacy. I think it's fine. I think I'm negative. All right. Well, we're rooting for you, Cap. That's all yeah, we can say. Man. All right. Well, yeah. listen, we're back tomorrow, everybody. The, and, and Corporate Greg is back tomorrow. We'll hear all about his glamping trip. Clinton Yates, phenomenal effort today. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Glad to be here. Laura, glad to have you. And uh, back from Disneyland. Jesse, enjoy your vacation. Until tomorrow, everybody, on Sedano and Kaplan on 710. Here comes Laker Talk with Slee. Peace.